Yo, 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 yo. What is good, Gen Nation? Scythex here with episode 19 of the Multiversal Podcast. I appreciate everybody coming through, listening. If you're watching live on Twitch, we appreciate it. If you are watching on YouTube, what's good, YouTube? And uh, if you are listening on all the podcast apps that we are on, um, we thank you. We see you out there. As I say every week, we see you. We thank you. And um, we got a lot to talk about to end this year. <clears throat> Take a sip of my water because we about to go in on some shit. So uh, just a brief summary or outline, if you will, of what we're going to be talking about. <clears throat> We have uh, the DCU already in shambles. Um, we had the Spider-Verse trailer drop. We had... Uh, uh, dude, a ton, of, a ton of DC news, which we'll, we will get into, trust me. Um, I watched the full season of Wednesday, so I'm going to give you my thoughts on that. We have an update for Warhammer 40k. Uh, we have an update for the Division movie. Uh, I watched a few episodes of Sonic Prime. You're going to get my thoughts on that as well, which is available on Netflix. And, uh, yeah, on the gaming side, we have, uh, Spider-Man 2 news. We have Last of Us news. We have, uh, a fun release that just came out, High on Life. We have some DC news on the gaming side. And then we're going to go over our overall thoughts on the game awards. Uh, some of the winners. Do we agree with? Blah, 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 blah. Um, what our favorite trailers are. And uh, since this is the last show of the month. And not only the last show of the month. It's the last show of the year. We are going to do a look ahead and go through all the games coming out in January. And then we're going to kind of highlight uh, the games we're excited for for the rest of 2023. And there's going to be games that I'm, uh, I've missed, games that aren't announced, games that don't have release dates. Uh, 2023 is very much up in the air. So, we'll probably go through a few of them. I may forget some. But at, after it's all said and done, I will give you my top five most anticipated games for uh, 2023. My top five. Now, we'll, we'll get to that later. So, that's on the slate for today. We have a ton to talk about. And uh, let's get through the business like i said we are available on all podcast platforms all the heavy hitters search for ggen search for gge network we will show up and we thank you for listening on your ride to work or wherever that may be that you're going um again we have revamped our uh, merch store so we are running a 15% off holiday sale 
This will run till the end of the month. And then on January 1st, uh, prices will go back up. Um, the holiday sale is on select items. So make sure you visit this, the merch store and uh, pick up your discounted um, your discounted merch. So you, it supports the channel. It supports us uh, to help bring you a better experience and uh, a better quality product. So thank you. Um, like I said, the store was revamped. So you just go to um, the link in the description. You can do command merchant chat. And yeah, that will do it for the news. We are going straight into the entertainment verse. And let me tell you, the DCU is a hot mess already. Already. Uh, I, I don't even know where to begin with this because I, I've said it on multiple podcasts, um, multiple theater rooms, I should say, and even on here that uh, Black Adam to me was a very fun movie i didn't take it overly serious and i know a lot of people did the movie to me i didn't take it serious i just went in there with an open mind i went in there wanting a fun action movie and that's exactly what i got okay so with that being said it is available on uh on hbo max already and some people are saying that that's a failure because you know it didn't last as long in the theaters as it should have and i guess there's some sneaky stuff that the rock is doing and we kind of went over this in the theater room you know altering numbers and you know saying uh, you know the movie did better than what um what is actually happening i guess according to uh wb but it's like a jumbled mess over there man and to make things worse, Black Adam gave us an amazing end credit scene, right? If you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, because this news has been everywhere at this point. Spoiler alert for Black Adam. Come back later if you really don't want to hear it. But Henry Cavill shows up as Superman at the end of the movie at the, in the end credits place uh a place cheered the movie theater i was at we got a big applause when henry uh walked on screen it wasn't a cutoff of his head and it was just a superman body it was actually him he had lines to deliver and everything seemed to be on the up right Henry Cavill leaves The Witcher, fully commits to DC, and we think we got our Superman back. And I say we, I'm saying as the fans, because if you're not a fan of Henry Cavill's Superman, then I don't know what you were watching because he delivers, in my opinion, the best adaptation of Superman we've ever seen on the big screen shout out to the ogs that's done it before but at this current time henry cavill is number one 
on the charts, number one in the list of Superman. There, there's, there's no one else. There honestly isn't anyone else. Which poses a major problem because <clears throat> the one great thing, you can not like Black Adam, you can not like The Rock, uh, you can, you know, have your opinions one way or another, but we can all agree that the best thing The Rock did for DC was bring Henry Cavill back if that was The Rock's doing, which I think we all can agree or think that it was, right? Uh, the old heads at WB were dicking Cavill around. They didn't want to continue the Snyderverse and everyone who was attached to the Snyderverse kind of like fell apart um, as far as the actors go. And uh, we're getting like these half-assed movies coming out, but we still had no Superman because they were dicking him around, right? So, like I said, the Rock gave us Henry Cavill back. And that is probably the best news and best thing that we could see coming from DC for a while, right? Doesn't matter what direction James Gunn is moving DC in, it, we have Superman. You can't have DC without Superman and Batman, right? Those are the two anchors. And we had our Superman. Now, apparently James Gunn felt different. Apparently he didn't approve of The Rock bringing Cavill back. And I guess everything The Rock did was still under the old leadership at the WB when we thought because of the timing of the release and the last minute filming of the scene of Henry Cavill we thought James Gunn was already on board we thought he was well aware you know the rock and James Gunn are speaking this is you know the the idea get Cavill a Superman back get rid of all the old bullshit from the old WB Cavill's back and he'll be move and he'll be Superman moving forward well it turns out that that wasn't the case that was The Rock's dream, and quite frankly, uh, all the fans' dreams that Cavill was back. Now, I'm not saying The Rock had this great vision of DC because, you know, uh, The Rock controlling a major franchise, a major studio of all these characters. Uh, I mean, how can we trust that they're all going to be good movies? when we know somebody like James Gunn can deliver us that, but, but here's where it gets messy, right? Like I said, what The Rock did was give us Cavill back. He gave us Superman. James Gunn had a meeting with Henry Cavill and told him, we do not want you as Superman. He said that they had a good meeting 
and possibly Henry Cavill can uh, come back in the future as a different character or whatever idea that they have, right? But the biggest news is after everything that happened, Henry Cavill is back out as Superman. What a shit show. Now, I feel bad for Henry Cavill because one, my man quit The Witcher to fully commit to DC and give us Superman for years and years, right? He was on board to deliver Superman for many years with DC Studios. James Gunn said, thank you very much, but you're out. We're going to have a Superman movie who's going to be much younger. He's going to be just moving to Metropolis. And we got to go through a bullshit origin story, half-assed origin story. He says it's not an origin story, but let's be real. A young Superman in Metropolis moving to Metropolis is a is pretty much an origin story. Sure, we're not going to get the farm scenes. But... Superman in Metropolis is an origin story. <laughs> Moving to like come on. I don't want I don't want to see that. We've seen it a thousand times. It's like Batman. We don't need to see Bruce's parents die a thousand times. We don't need to see Uncle Ben die a thousand times. We've seen it. We've seen it. We don't need another Superman origin. We don't Sorry, James Gunn, but like I've been on board with everything you've announced and like and, and thought of your vision, right? We because oh, let's be real, we don't have the full roadmap of his vision. We, we're getting snippets, right? We're getting little snippets here and there. And what's funny is the people that are safe in DC are John Cena, which I'm fine with because Peacemaker was an amazing show. But the Peacemaker character is safe, right? Uh, everybody in the in James Gunn's Suicide Squad is safe. Uh, Robert Pattinson is not safe. Apparently, the Matt Reeves version of Batman is not going to join the studios and kind of sit on a pedestal on its own, right? So we're going to get a new Batman again. Because uh, James Gunn said Batman is extremely important to DC Studios and as he should be uh, just like Superman but it's not going to be the Matt Reeves Batman he doesn't want to make it work with that so we got he, probably the sequel to Matt Reeves Batman getting canned at some point i don't know why they would make that movie unless they're too far along however as we've known with batgirl that movie was done and ready to be released in the theaters and they canned it so it doesn't really matter how far along they are um the movies can get canceled and uh we're gonna get a new batman now we're getting a new superman and but but also also we have the flash movie coming out right now the flash movie 
had scenes had scenes filmed with Henry Cavill. He after he filmed Black Adam, he filmed scenes for the Flash movie. Somebody else filmed scenes. Um uh was it the Aquaman? Mm-mm. Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot, she also filmed scenes for um the Flash movie. Guess what? The scenes that they filmed are being deleted. <laughs> James Gunn basically told whoever is producing that shit show of a Ezra Miller film that Henry Cavill's out as Superman, remove his scenes. Gal Gadot's out as Wonder Woman, remove her scenes. Now let's talk about Wonder Woman briefly. I thought she was a great Wonder Woman. She had terrible writing. Her first movie was great. Her second movie was hot garbage. And uh, the writing was pretty bad. The writing was pretty bad. The action didn't make sense at the end. It was pretty bad. Um, and and the, the, her third movie, which would have, uh, you know, gave us a Wonder Woman trilogy, was basically um, canned. And James Gunn said, no, Gal Gadot is out. So we have no Wonder Woman. We have no Superman. We have no Batman. Uh, we have no Aquaman because Aquaman is this is the final movie of Aquaman and uh, so Jason Momoa is leaving the role as, of Aquaman now granted the I the the rumor and it's pretty it's not confirmed but it's pretty much guaranteed that he's going to be Lobo in the future so he's not out of the DC universe yet, but he's out as Aquaman. Who else? Uh, Ezra Miller is not returning as the Flash, which is a great thing, but we're still getting this stupid movie. So Ezra Miller's out, so we have no Flash. Um, we have no Cyborg, although they should, they really should. I, I know he, uh, forget his name forgive me i but i know he had tons of trouble with the old guard and um he probably is uh he's basically on the the fdc train at this point but if he was going to come back as cyborg and again i forget his name and i apologize uh that would be fantastic but with the trend we're going in um he's probably out too he's gone so we literally have zero we have no dc characters involved in james gunn uh james gunn's dc except for suicide squad and and john cena <laughs> peacemaker so i don't i don't know what the hell is going on over there but again with henry cavill the man quit the witcher on netflix 
he quit. They already recasted for the next season to go balls deep into DC. And James Gunn was like, yeah, thanks, but no. Uh, it's the first time where I'm like, you know what? Does James Gunn know what he's doing? Is this the right move? Because in my opinion, that was a terrible move for um, for the Superman character. I don't agree with his vision on that. Um, yeah, man. It, it, like the DCU is just a mess. And I, I don't know. I'm hoping when we get the roadmap, we can kind of see what what direction we're we're going in, right? Um, apparently, also the Man of Steel two was going to have Brainiac as the villain, which would have been bonkers. Now he's a pretty big villain. He's almost Brainiac is almost like Justice League level villain, not just Superman. Pretty much is a Justice League villain. So maybe if they were to introduce him in Man of Steel and, you know, Brainiac's influence would have grown, uh, you know, grown throughout the rest of the movies would have been cool, but a one and done from Man of Steel would have been also not the right choice. But yeah, so the DCU is a mess still. And I know Gunn's trying to clean it up with Peter and. Uh, it's it's looking rough out there, man. It's looking rough out there. Oh, by the way, the rock's probably out as Black Adam as well. The, I think the rock is unfriending and unfollowing uh everything DC and WB at this point. And um and yeah, uh, the rock also <laughs> the rock also turned down a cameo in Shazam. So, I think he's just being a big baby over um what Gunn is doing and the performance of the movie is like I guess he's distancing himself from from DC or he's just throwing a tantrum one or the other but either way it's uh it's pretty bad it's pretty bad and uh I I hope we get the like I said the clear vision and um we just kind of see the direction that we're actually going to go and who's going to be playing these characters. Who's who does James Gunn have in mind to play these characters? I could tell you if if we are getting a young origin type story for Superman, I am out on that movie. I, I don't want to watch it. I really don't because we've seen it a thousand times. But um more DC news we have is uh not Ben Affleck coming back as Batman because that scene that ship is uh, sailed as well. But the biggest reason that Affleck left DC was because they told him that he could not direct a Batman movie anymore. They canceled his Batman movie. So Affleck got pissed off and said, well, I'm not Batman. Screw you. All right. Now, again, he's filmed scenes in The Flash, so, and he filmed scenes with Zack Snyder's uh, Snyder Cut. So, for now, he's 
you know, Batman until the Flash is done, and then ba- and then uh, the Ben Affleck Batman is no more. That's the end of it, right? However, James Gunn is having multiple conversations with Ben Affleck about directing a DC movie. <laughs> so this just adds to the mess that we have to deal with here. We lost our, our favorite Batman, at least my favorite Batman. Yes, you know, we had Bell and everybody, uh, not Bell, um, Bale and uh, Keaton, whatever. But Affleck was my favorite Batman. So now we lo- we lost him because of WB bullshit, right? We're just going to say the WB bullshit. We lost Superman for WB bullshit. We get Superman back. We get Ben Affleck back in the WB. And then Gunn says no, and now, you know, we lost Superman again. We lost everybody. We knew, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman wasn't going to be a full-time thing. It was just for The Flash. But now he's back directing. So what movie is he going to direct? Now, if you tell me he's going to direct a fucking Batman movie and he's not going to be Batman, then all that bullshit that happened before is just for nothing I, i'm I, I don't know i don't know what ben affleck is being uh sold for you know for the character that he's going to have to direct i don't i don't know i don't know what movie they're talking to him about but it's a goddamn mess dc studios is a goddamn mess i don't think gun knew how much of a mess he was getting into but he's starting to add to the mess which is alarming for me so i i don't know um some more dc news and this is on the tv side one of the only arrowverse shows still standing besides the flash which is ending this year superman and lois um somehow <laughs> somehow is still on tv right they didn't get ca- uh, canned yet and, and rightfully so it's a good show now i i like i i said henry cavill is my favorite on-screen superman right i didn't think i was gonna like this dude and let me tell you he is also a very good superman so if they pulled him from the tv and pulled grant gustin from the tv and inserted them into james gunn's super um Superman and Flash for the DCU. My my um my problems for the most part would uh be eliminated, right? Cuz I would trust Superman in this guy's hands because he's done a he's done a bang up job and he's doing a bang up job. Uh Grant Gustin's been a fantastic Flash from start to finish way better than Ezra and with the right writing and not the CW uh, drama he could deliver probably the greatest flash we'll ever see on screen I'm not even bullshitting you um but the news about Superman and Lois now that I've went back down that (laughs) rant uh Lex Luthor is being recasted now John Cryer was Lex Luthor in the Arrowverse, and let me tell you, if you didn't watch the Arrowverse, 
and didn't believe John Cryer could be Lex Luthor, you were heavily mistaken because he did a great job as Lex Luthor. I didn't think it was possible either. And he pulled off Lex Luthor in his own way and it worked. His way worked. It, uh, there was plenty of scenes where, you know, it's goofy John Cryer. But there, the serious scenes where he's just a diabolical genius villain, right? It, it really stands out and you're like, holy shit, what a performance. And uh, unfortunately, John Cryer is no longer Lex Luthor. He is being recasted for whatever reason. I don't think the CW shows are under guns control yet. I think once the Arrowverse eventually dies, all the TV rights then become James Gunn. But for right now, you know, Berlanti is still in control of television on the CW. And um, whatever's happening behind the scenes kicked out John Cryer and they didn't i don't think they announced who the new lex luther is yet but um he's got some shoes to fill on the tv side at least so for now that is all your dc news <laughs> i apologize that was a long ass dc rant um so we're gonna speed things up here and uh go back to henry cavill briefly that he didn't take long to land on his feet. Um, if you guys know War Thunder 40k, War, or not, sorry, not War Thunder, Warhammer. Warhammer is a war game, a multiplayer war game, and uh, they are doing a live adaptation of this game, and Henry Cavill is producing it and starring in it. So, um, and I believe this is going to Amazon. I'm not mistaken. So he lost the Witcher. He lost DC, but now he's attached to Amazon. He's attached to a, a video game adaptation again. And um, it's a it's a war. It's a war game. So I, I'm we've had plenty of. might cut out for a second okay so yeah we had plenty of stories out there and um I i'm happy for henry for uh getting a job getting the job back very quickly so um shout out to him moving on i recently watched the full season of wednesday uh the wife and i sat down we watched one um she's a big adams family fan um growing up like uh like most of us were you know and uh I, I was very skeptical on the show she was excited to watch it because she's also a huge tim burton fan and uh i was like eh, i don't know the trailers eh, you know then i had a couple people tell me that the show was really good i think zuplex city said the show was extremely good uh, a lot of my buddies were like yo this show is actually pretty fire um it finally came down to it that we were going to check it out. I watched episode one. It was a little slow, but it was pretty good, you know. 
And then uh, by by the end of episode two, I was hooked. I was completely hooked. And um, Jenna Ortega as Wednesday was phenomenal. Super believable. She had the perfect bitchy face the whole time. <laughs> like, she was this dark, miserable character, but in the best way. Like, she was the Adams family, right? And uh, I, I'm not going to spoil the show, but I highly recommend you watch it because it is a great ride from start to finish. The end, the finale was good. Um, There's a lot of payoff and it, it was just a great, great show. Netflix rarely misses and this is not a miss. This is a 100% sit down, watch it, grab some popcorn, binge a few episodes, binge all the episodes uh, and just enjoy the ride because it's a great show. It was a great show. Uh, we have some Real Steel news. I don't know if anyone is aware of. Uh, Real Steel was one of my favorite movies. I forget what year this came out. Uh, I want it's like 2017 or something like that. Uh, it was a while ago, and it was one of my favorite movies of of that year. And I always said that this movie should get a sequel, and for some reason it never did. They set the movie up to get a sequel and they didn't give us a sequel. I, I don't know why, but um, apparently Real Steel is not getting a sequel movie. It's becoming a Disney Plus show, which is awesome because now we're going to get a full fleshed out story rather than a, a crammed two hour movie. Um. So I'm excited for that. I don't know if anyone else is, but I was, like I said, I was a big fan of Real Steel. Uh, I hope Hugh Jackman returns and, and the kid returns because the kid was a great actor as well. And uh, and the OG bot, man, we have, we got to get the bot back. So um, I'm very curious what this series is going to be and uh, what character we're going to follow. And I hope the, the people from the movie are in the show because uh, it, it was a great show or a great movie. And uh, we're going to now step into the realm of gaming, even though we're still in the entertainment, right? Um, Death Stranding. Not only did they announce uh, Death Stranding 2 at the Game Awards, which we'll you know talk about in a little bit. Um, they also not announced recently not at the game awards that they are developing the death stranding movie and this is a home run for me now if you've heard me talk about death stranding i've told you it's a delivery simulator a amazon simulator a walking simulator it had probably the most boring gameplay I've ever seen in my life. The game looked trash. The gameplay looked trash. It was a boring watch. It was a boring play. It was just a boring ass Kojima game. Sorry. It was boring. However, 
the cutscenes were not boring. The cutscenes were actually very good. And the cutscenes are what sold a lot of people on the game when they released the trailers. Because the trailers showed us big time actors in this game delivering scenes and we're like yo this game's gonna be nuts and it was not anywhere close to what we got in the trailer but the cutscenes were good so i think kojima is is good at writing stories good at delivering scenes i don't know about the game side <laughs> like lately it's been it's been sketchy right uh i think he's got the vision of the film side right now and uh death stranding is a way better movie than it'll ever be a video game so i'm on board for a death stranding movie it's going to be crazy sci-fi weirdness uh if they get if they get um Norman Reedus to, to, you know, reprise his role in the movie. Mads coming back. Like, it, it should be a home run. Home run film for Sony. Home run film for Kojima. Uh, and uh, I, I, I think this would play so well on the big screen compared to a video game. Uh, we got news, and it's very disappointing news uh, on the Division movie. Um, this was probably the movie I was looking forward to the most because I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the Division game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the second one fell off rather quickly, but the first one kept me going. Um, survival mode, everything uh, with the Dark Zone. Um, uh, 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 the um, Last Stand DLC, like... There was just Division One was a, was a great game. It was a great game to me, and um, I was heavily invested in the story of the Division, and, and even the Division Two. Division Two had the better story than Division One. Division One had the better gameplay, right? But uh, the story is just so intriguing, and I, we got like a while back. I think it was during the first Division game. We got these YouTube short clips, uh, like I think they were like 10 minute clips, right? 10 minute episodes. And it was a live action division and it was the coolest shit ever, man. It it played well, it, it looked well, uh, it looked exactly how the game would be, right? And I'm like, dude, this would make an awesome movie. And Ubisoft and Tom Clancy was going to give us a division movie. And now the movie is being on set on the back burner because they lost, I think their writers, they lost their production, um, their producers. And, uh, until they can get, you know, the writers, directors, and producers for this movie, the idea of this movie is being put on the back burner for now which sucks because now this delays the project and possibly cancels it for the future so um, as far as I know Jake Gyllenhaal is still um, the main character for this film but who knows when we're going to get it so it's a, it's a damn shame 
Uh, and uh, Sonic Prime came out on Netflix, which is a Sonic animated cartoon. And um, I was very excited to watch this because the, cart the, the trailers were good. So I watched a few episodes and it is highly entertaining. I highly recommend you watch. If you're a Sonic fan, I think you would enjoy this show. Um, the animations are great. Uh, the voices are good. Uh, I still have a problem with with the Dr. Robotnik being called the Eggman, but it's okay. Getting over it slowly. Um, the Sonic verse is interesting how they uh, are getting to it, right? Um, they do something unique where you're not you're getting variants of the characters besides Sonic. Sonic is the one constant going through the Sonic verse, right? But um, the other characters like Knuckles and Tails and everybody, they're becoming variants of themselves. However, so like you're not seeing Tails also going through the ver Sonic verse or whatever and seeing another version of himself. It, it's just Sonic going through it and seeing variants of his friends so it's interesting how they're doing it um there is you know plenty of childish moments as this is a cartoon probably for children i would imagine so um but with that being said it's highly uh it's highly entertaining and i'm gonna continue watching it so i recommend it and i believe that will end um oh quickly the Spider-Verse did drop a trailer. We went over it in a reaction and we went over on the theater room. So if you missed it, I highly recommend checking out our YouTube, rewatching the last theater room and our reaction and uh, let me know what you thought in the comments. Um, because the trailer was dope. Across the Spider-Verse is gonna be dope. And uh, the tie-in to gaming is the PlayStation Spider-Man um, from Insomniac is one of the spider-men in the spider-verse so food for thought if you uh were wondering how many different spider-man are going to be in it a lot there's a lot of variants out there and uh the playstation one is one of them speaking of which uh we got an update that spider-man 2 is coming this year confirmed and when is going to be the fall of 2023 so I, I pretty much, pretty much, the only thing I was worried about is this game being delayed. And it looks like it's not going to be delayed. I was 100% guessing that this was going to come out in the fall, though. Um, that's the best time to release. Uh, spring has, you know, its moments, but it's the fall, as we've seen, this past fall being completely bonkers with releases. The fall is the time to do it. And, um... Uh, this I cannot wait for this game. So fall of 2023, wait, uh, look out for Spider-Man 2, Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Venom, Craven, and God knows what else that this game's gonna throw at us. We had an interesting update coming from Naughty Dog, by the way. Um, the next game confirmed that they are developing right now is the last of us three now 
people were thinking, you know, maybe they were going to do another Uncharted or a new IP or something. No, they are gung-ho developing The Last of Us Part 3, which is phenomenal. I cannot wait for that. Uh, and with the show coming out in a couple weeks now, uh, the the excitement and and the excitement and um, interest in the series is only going to go up, right? People are going to want to play, so um, it'll it'll be smart for them to pump out another Last of Us. So uh, look out for that. Uh, hopefully, we get more news on that. I don't think they're anywhere near close to giving us a tease or anything like that yet. Maybe. But maybe uh, this Comic-Con, not Comic-Con, um, E3, maybe maybe Sony actually shows up to this year's E3 and just delivers us a banger of goodies. But I highly doubt it because Sony doesn't do that. We're going to get some BS uh, state of play. So yeah, Last of Us Part 3 is confirmed in development and uh, will be coming by Naughty Dog. Thank you, Drummond. Um, Next up, High on Life. This game just released uh, a week ago, I, be I believe, maybe even a few days ago. Um, I haven't played it yet, and I've been avoiding my buddies playing it because I want to experience it for myself. But this is a game made by the creators of Rick and Morty, and if you've watched the trailer for this game, it is extremely out of the box, extremely hilarious, and um, I cannot wait to play it and see what wacky shit we're gonna be getting into with this game. Uh, so I, I would recommend playing High on Life. I can't wait to dive into it. I still need to get through God of War. If I don't get through God of War and I start jumping around other games, I'm just going to go nuts. I need to get through God of War and uh, start tackling some some, um, some backlog. But, you know, high on life. <laughs> I, 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 I'm always down to, to, uh, to laugh. So if this is one of those games that's going to make me laugh all the time, I, I'm probably going to do this next, to be honest with you. And I think it's co-op, so maybe I can get a partner involved. So uh, look for that. I think it's available on Game Pass. So um, happy gaming out there, out there for uh, Island Life. Next up, our final DC news of the night. Uh, Justice League is coming in form of an open world video game. It is confirmed. And... Uh, as we know, James Gunn is in full control, and I and I mean full control of the DC properties, right? So gaming being one of them means that this open world Justice League game is a gun game. A James Gunn game, not an actual gun game. Uh, unless you're playing as Deadshot or something. Um, so yeah. This uh, now the Suicide Squad game that's coming out next year, I is I don't believe is a gun game because that was in development before his deal. So this might be the first game under the James Gunn umbrella, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see. He said all all the games 
all the TV shows and all the movies are going to connect. They're all one universe. So does that mean the Justice League that we get on film is going to be the same Justice League that we get in the game? Are those actors going to do the game as well whenever we figure out who our new Justice League members are? I'm I'm super curious about this game. Um open world, it could be it could be interesting. I just <sighs> Now, I'm in the minority when I say I thoroughly enjoyed the Avengers game by Square Enix. The story to me was fantastic. I completely enjoyed myself. But the live game after the campaign was not good. There was not much to do. Um, the, you know, the story DLCs that kept coming out were, were basically the only thing that I wanted to do. Everything extra, everything that was, you know, multiplayer and co-op was just not exciting or entertaining. And that's kind of where it failed. You can't be a live service game and fail at live service. So um, I really hope Justice League is not going that route and not going to be a live service. But with it being open world, I don't know what to expect. So maybe it needs to be open world. If you're going to control Superman, if that's one of the characters you can control, um, and Wonder Woman, like you have, to, and you're going to be, you're going to be flying, right? You're going to be Green Lantern. You're going to be flying. Um, kind of need an open world nowadays. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. thought that was interesting. And uh, with that, that's kind of all our gaming news. Um, and we're going to get into now the game awards. Okay. The game awards for me, this was the best year of the game awards. It was the, um, as far as like trailer reviews or um, reveals, as far as the, um, the length, the production, music everything was the way like diablo 4 having halsey open up with a cool ass song and and go right into the trailer um hosier doing a, a god of war song uh, it was just an awesome awesome show from start to finish even even the pre-show was good right although her jokes were uh eh, eh, she needs she needs she needs a better writer for those jokes right but um this was uh, the year of the upset the game awards was the year of the upset and uh right off the bat i'm just gonna say we go into the most anticipated game of the year right um this wasn't upset this was expected the most anticipated game of 2023 is The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And um, the nominees, we had Resident, we had Starfield, Resident Evil 4, Hogwarts, Final Fantasy 16. How do you not have Spider-Man in there over Hogwarts? 
or even final fantasy or resident evil 4 is a remake how do you not have spider-man over a remake you guys know my opinion on remakes like i'm i'm kind of over them but it was it was strange that it was a strange nomination list but the winner was probably going to be the same no matter what so congrats to zelda i agree with it and um the next one was interesting to me uh the best adaptation so this was the best live action or i guess the best adaptation of a video game going to a, a tv show or movie right and uh arcane league of legends wins the award it beat out cyberpunk which i didn't see it beat out the cuphead show which is fantastic it beat out sonic the hedgehog 2 which was a good movie and it beat out Uncharted, which was also an extremely good movie for being a video game adaptation. Uh, I didn't watch Arcane. I, I don't know anything about League of Legends other than it being a massive, massive success on the esports league. But I was super shocked that they won, um, to be honest. Now, best indie best indie i was super happy about because uh, stray won. stray is a fantastic game if you haven't played stray i think they offered it for free which is why i have it um on playstation they offered it for free one month uh yeah you're a cat the whole time but the story is actually kind of interesting and just exploring the world that you're in as a cat is interesting it might not sound like it but believe me you kind of get sucked into the environment and uh and how to maneuver as a cat um it's it's pretty interesting so i was happy for them winning on that uh the next category i kind of want to go over is best multiplayer um i was kind of surprised about this one because we had overwatch 2 we had multiverses um by the way shows you how far overwatch has fell um Overwatch 2 is a complete disaster, it seems. Um, so we had Multiverses, which is like uh, Smash Brothers for DC, I guess. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. And the winner ended up being Splatoon 3, which I was completely shocked. I, I don't understand how Splatoon 3 won, but, you know, no shade to them. I'm just whatever. They won. They won the award, right? But I was like, first of all, the Call of Duty multiplayer was extremely, um, the, I love the maps. The multiplayer side is extremely uh, well done and fun. I know Warzone's kind of struggling a little bit to get its footing, but um, Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge is a goddamn masterpiece. I don't care what anybody says. That game is so much fun. It's classic to its core. They did a great job bringing us back to the 80s. <laughs> like... Uh, the game is almost perfect, right? Except uh, uh, only if it was longer is my my biggest problem with it. But uh, I'm surprised none of those games won and Splatoon 3 won. So that was interesting to me. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 wins best sports slash racing, beating out FIFA, um, 2K, 
F1 racing. Uh, I don't think Forza had a release that year, so it was just basically all Gran Turismo. So it's it's not it's not unexpected. Um, the best fighting game of the year went to Multiverses. So shout out to them for that. And I, I still need to try that. Uh, it looks like a fun game, so I got I got to check that out. Best role playing game ended up being Elden Ring. So Elden Ring snags a dub. I'm like, I'm I'm thinking, you know, Elden Ring is not gonna not gonna have too many victories with God of War on the slate because uh, this was the one this was the one Elden Ring win where God of War was not on the nomination list. So shout out to them for that, right? And then we have um, best action adventure game where Elden Ring was not listed, but A Plague Tale was, Horizon Forbidden West was, um, Stray, Tunic, and God of War Ragnarok. And rightfully so, Ragnarok won. The game's a fucking masterpiece. It's nearly perfect. It's nearly perfect, right? So shout out to them for winning best action adventure. Now you have best action game, and that goes to Bayonetta 3, which again, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Call of Duty get snubbed. Now, best action game, Call of Duty campaign was, this was one of, if not the best campaign Call of Duty's ever created, in my opinion. So the fact that they didn't win is very uh, upsetting because I feel like everyone involved with the team that, that did the campaign highly deserved that win because uh, it was a great game. Again, and again, you know my my thoughts on Shredder's Revenge. The game was almost perfect to me as well, and um, and they got beat out by Bayonetta. So it, it was it was an interesting interesting night of, of choices, I I would say. And then we had uh, the best indie game going to Stray again. So Stray won a couple. Uh, best performance was okay so best performance was was awesome we had ashley birch who's aloy in horizon forbidden west right fantastic actress from uh, uh mythic quest and you know her other projects that i can't remember but she's an amazing actress and deserved to be nominated um charlotte from plague tale a Plague Tale got a ton of recognition this year, and it looks like a game that should be played um, if you haven't already. Then we had uh, Man Engage from Immortality. I haven't played that game. Then we had Sunny, who plays Atreus in God of War. And then we had Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos in God of War. And Christopher Judge wins. Now, what makes Christopher Judge winning um, which I feel like we all thought he would. But what makes him winning special is we got to see Al Pacino present an award for best actor for a game. Al Pacino was at the Game Awards who gave a great speech about not knowing video games, but appreciating their work, right? It was an awesome speech. And um, 
he presents the award for best actor basically to Christopher Judge and it was just like a, a big you know celebration Judge goes up there he's like it hugs Al Pacino he's like I've met I just met freaking Al Pacino like it was an awesome moment to see right um so shout out for uh shout out to Christopher Judge for winning best actor and uh, he's a beast as Kratos you can't you can't deny it um best music and score goes to God of War Ragnarok over Elden Ring uh Plague Tale Xenoblade and Metal Hellsinger um that was for music and score best art direction goes to Elden Ring beats out God of War uh Horizon Forbidden West Scorn and Stray so Elden Ring picks up another dub best narrative best narrative goes to God of War beating out Elden Ring a Plague Tale Horizon Forbidden West and Immortality so we have a good back and forth going here where Elden Ring is stealing wins got God of War stealing wins you know they're going back and forth back and forth and uh we get to best game direction best game direction goes to Elden Ring Elden Ring beats out God of War Horizon Forbidden West Immortality and Stray now shout out to Stray for being nominated as many times as it has the fact that they were nominated and the fact that they won best indie game and best indie adventure or whatever that was stray for an indie game killed it horizon forbidden west was nominated on pretty much every category they didn't win that's okay i'm not upset about it this time because you cannot release a game when you have god of war releasing cannot release a game when you got zelda releasing it's just it is what it is right so elden ring steals best game direction and we get to the game of the year and joseph fairs my favorite homie from uh from the game awards he always has some wild thing going on right he, he won game of the year last year with it takes two with uh with spartacris and one shot we're playing it you missed it it's on youtube um so he's there to present game of the year and he basically says you know the fact that you're nominated and you get to listen to the orchestra play your song during the nominations right it's a goosebump feeling that you'll never forget and obviously he got to experience it last year and they they were playing the orchestra and the orchestra goes through every nominee and plays the music from those games in a long continuous song which ends up being completely beautiful completely amazing um like it it, it when it hits certain notes from different games and that you're you love um it gives you goosebumps listening to it right so it comes down to it the song ends he goes see goosebumps right and uh everybody kind of laughs and smiles and he pulls the card open and the winner for game of the year goes to elden ring elden ring steals a w from god of war 
and it's one of the biggest upsets I've ever, ever seen <laughs> outside of Overwatch 2 winning is one of the biggest upsets ever because don't get me wrong. I'm not here to knock Elden Ring. Yo, Crows of the Crows other image. Appreciate the follow. Welcome to the channel. Thank you for jumping in. Uh, I'm not here to mock and talk shit about Elden Ring. I didn't play it, so I'm not going to be the one to talk shit about it. However, I did play God of War, and to me, this God of War so far is better than the first God of War. And if the first God of War won Game of the Year, how the hell is the one that I believe better not going to win Game of the Year? A ton of people told me Elden Ring was a decent game, but it lacked story. The story wasn't great. And it was very difficult, right? It was a frustrating game to play. But to the judges or whoever was voting, which I think was like a, a panel of all Game Awards employees, not the fans. Um... Uh, Alden Ring steals the dub, and I'm, I was completely shocked. You can see my reaction because uh, I did a live reaction to the Game Awards, and uh, you could see my reaction. I was completely like floored. I had no idea that that was going to happen. I didn't. I couldn't believe it. Um. So that's all the winners from that. I felt were important to mention for the Game Awards. As far as the reveals and trailers, like I said before. Uh, the Diablo 4 trailer to me was phenomenal. I'm not a big, I'm not a, I'm not even going to say big. I, I'm not a fan of the Diablo games. I know they're huge. I know they're massive. It's just not my style of game usually, right? And I say usually because the trailer that we got for Diablo 4 and you paired it with the performance of Halsey leading up to it. It was a fantastic introduction and trailer to God of War or um, to Diablo 4 that I've ever seen. Like, it, it was like, it was so cool. Um, the visuals, like, it was like depths of hell, you know? It was, oh, it was so cool. It really made me want to try this game when it comes out. Not having any previous knowledge of Diablo games. I want, I, I, I'm curious to see more and I'm curious and possibly interested in trying Diablo 4 because of that trailer. It was a fantastic, fantastic reveal. Um, the other cool reveal was um, Crime Boss. Now, Crime Boss to me is probably... Crime Boss to me threw, uh, threw, threw me like I was so it was so unexpected. I, I don't even know what to say about this game. It, it's it's a, a mob a mob style movie in Florida, and the cast that's in this game, I, off the top of my head, you had I forget the guy's name. He he's he's the one that kind of um introduced the trailer 
He's also in Donnie Brasco. I think his name was uh, Sonny Black, if I'm not mistaken. Donnie Brasco. I forget his real name and it's driving me crazy, but he's in it. Okay. He's in the game. You had Danny Trejo. You had Donald uh, um, Danny Glover. You had uh, Kim Basinger, right? You had um, who else? Oh, shoot, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Dude, it, like the cast, this it, the cast looks like it's some crazy film, some crazy ass mob film with high power talent, and we're getting it in a video game. I was completely like shocked when i saw this game it looked awesome it looked like they, i think it was rocky city florida but it very much resembled south beach so um uh, it's it just i cannot wait man i cannot wait for that game it was an awesome reveal um there were a few other reveals that i'm just drawing blanks on now um by the way there was 85 no i'm sorry a hundred it was a hundred and three million people that watched the game awards this year i think last year was 85 million the year before that was 83 million and then the year before that was 49 million so jeff Keeley is doing something right he's bringing the game awards to people properly and uh shout out to him because he's 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 doing it man he's doing it but um yeah i i think that's gonna be it on the game awards overall like i said it was my favorite year of the game awards that um the trailers were all fire for the most part uh the winners for the most part were agreeable some of them I was like, eh, you know, uh, the game of the year one was a complete shocker and a major upset in my opinion, but overall the show is fantastic. The production was great. Um, the pacing of the show is amazing. It was not as long as last year, you know, and, uh, the musical performances are fantastic. So overall the game awards for 2022 was a, was a major success in my opinion. So um, shout out to Jeff Keighley's team. And uh, I cannot wait to for December of next year because it's going to be another bonkers, bonkers, bonkers um, game awards. We have, you know, Spider-Man releasing a Zelda. Uh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be a heavy hitter, heavy hitter show again. So shout out to the game awards and um Oh, we yeah. So game trailers, I we had uh, Street Fighter Six. Street Fighter Six was cool again. Um, oh, star, how can I forget Star Wars Survivor? Star Wars Survivor, my God, dude! Cal Kestis himself. <laughs> uh, dude, ugh. my God, like that! Ugh. I cannot wait for that game. It's I don't know what to say. 
it, that trail it was like a that that trailer i knew it was coming because it was announced like hey we're we're gonna be uh showing the trailer at the game awards so i was already amped knowing that and then when the trailer dropped and we got to see first of all cal is sporting a beard now um you get to see him rocking two sabers he has the kylo ren cross saber uh it was just his move sets like him running with two sabers blocking bullets running at stormtroopers like my god the game just looks amazing um i uh, man i i can't wait i can't wait for that game that comes out march by the way if i'm not mistaken um so we don't have to wait too long but jesus but yeah so the game awards gave us a ton a ton of great great trailers and uh it was just a dope time. So I can't wait for next year. Good shit, Jeff. And uh it's probably gonna be December 8th next year. Maybe, maybe, maybe I can actually go. How fire would that be? How fire would that be, Gen Nation? If the crew can go out to the game awards. That's a goal. Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con and the game awards those are the two things i would love to go to and sony doing a conference of some sort which will never happen because they only do state of plays but if sony was to do a conference i would love to be at one of them but uh moving on we are going to hit up um where is it here we go we're gonna hit up the january games coming out for 2023 and uh right off the bat we have january 9th 2023 scrap riders uh that is coming pc and switch now this list is not complete because i don't think they have a full list of what january has to offer and uh we definitely don't have a great list of what's coming in 2023 a lot of it's all up in the air as far as release dates so that'll all come so this list you know is mainly just for january and then we'll kind of poke around and look ahead right so path of the midnight sun is pc only january 10th children of silent town looks like all platforms um old gen platforms january 11th uh lone ruin pc and switch january 12th chasing static all platforms besides pc january 12th vengeful guardian moonrider pc ps4 switch luna What's Luna? Let me know in the comments. Uh, January 12th. One Piece Odyssey. PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X. January 13th. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We have a new Dragon Ball Z game coming. And that is dropping January 13th on PS5, Xbox Series X. Under Dungeon, PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Switch, January 13th. Surviving the Abyss, Early Access, PC, January 17th. Farlanders, PC, January 17th, 2023. Recall, PC, Xbox Series X, Switch, January 17th. Uh, Farlanders, January 17th on PC. Uh, oh, okay. Recall did that. 
at Colossal Cave, PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and Switch on January 19th. Persona 3 Portable, all platforms. January 19th, Persona 4 Golden. It's like all platforms, January 19th. Fire Emblem Engage on the Switch, January 20th. Candle Knight PC, January 20th, 2023. Monster Hunter Rise. We got another installment of Monster Hunter coming, uh, January 20th. And then here's one uh, I'm most uh, excited for in January, and that's Forspoken. I still need to download the demo that they have, so my opinion could change after I play this demo. But for now, uh, Forspoken is one of the games that I'm looking forward to in 2023, and we're getting it right away in January. So that is coming January 24th. We have uh, Mahokenshi, PC January 24th, Ryzen, Risen, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, January 24th, Oddballers, PC, PS4, Xbox One, I'm assuming PS5 and Series X as well, um, Switch, and Luna, again Luna, uh, January 26th, here's another game, now here's one that's driving me crazy in my head, because you know how I feel about remakes, I hate them, um, remakes should not win awards, that are like uh it should not win a game of the year because the game already came out it's just being remade it's like it's like me re-releasing endgame into the theaters and then all of a sudden it's up for an, an oscar award for best picture like it does it doesn't make sense you can't do that right so i'm tired of these remakes it just seems like a money grab to me. Um, however, I did give you the one game that I do want to, to be remade, and that is uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. I absolutely loved that game, and I, I've said it before, so I'm not going to go deep into it. But Rainbow Six Vegas would be the one remake that I 100% day one purchase, right? Um, I'm having a problem with Dead Space because Dead Space is one of my favorite stories ever told on PS3. And the fact that they're remaking this game is driving me crazy because I hate remakes. <laughs> but Dead Space was so good that it's one of the only games I'm kind of considering getting and playing. But at the same time, I don't want to play it again. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm struggling with this um in my mind in, internally right so that's coming january 27th if you've never played dead space mark that on your calendar pick up the game it is a fantastic story it's going to look insane on these new graphics um i don't think i'm going to be playing it myself but you never know if i'm watching somebody play it and i, I start getting the itch i may just compulsive buy it and go through that whole journey again. Um, January 31st, SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake. That is on all platforms. <laughs> January 31st, all right. Uh, we are here forever. We were here forever. Uh, that looks like it is on PlayStation and Xbox, January 31st. 
we have a January 13th down here. It must have been confused with the 31st. That's season, a letter to the future. That is PlayStation and PC. Superfuse. Uh, that is a Steam early access PC game, January 31st. And then we have an unknown date in January for a mobile game called Tumble Time. And then the list kind of jumps around to February. So that is going to end it for the January, um, the January games that are coming out. I believe Game Informer has the same one. So we have Lone Ruin. We have Vengeful Guardian Moonrider, Dragon Ball Kakarot, One Piece Odyssey. I don't know if I mentioned that, but that's coming January 13th. A Space for Unbound. Uh, I don't think I mentioned that. So January 19th. Colossal Cave. We have Persona. Uh, Shin persona 3 yeah i did mention that um fire emblem engaged that is switched january 20th monster hunter rise we talked about heart rider drift is pc and mobile spongebob forespoken dead space age of empires 2 coming january 31st definitive edition and then seasonal letter um to the future so yeah those are pretty much all the january games there may be more if it's not announced or they didn't set a date yet but at this point, I feel like the dates are pretty locked in considering January's a couple weeks away. So um, now we're going to kind of look ahead to the games that I'm most anticipating. And basically, we're, we'll go month to month for the next few months, right? And then I'll just kind of give you an over overall. But so february we have destiny lightfall coming I, I was a major destiny fan and i followed the story all the way till its current time right now for me destiny 2 is nowhere near as good of a game excuse me as good of a game as destiny 1 was however i'm so invested in the overall story it's been a 10 year journey the original Activision plan of Destiny for 10 straight years, even though Bungie went independent and continued their plan, even though they sold the PlayStation and now it's a PlayStation game, Bungie's still in control, but it's still a 10-year plan for this quote-unquote saga, I guess. And uh, Lightfall was announced at the game awards they shown us the first trailer that is an another uh, trailer that we saw and um it had a weird retro retro like 80s vibe as far as like coloring and stuff like that and um it's the final chapter to what we've been playing for 10 the last 10 years so yes i will be getting it I'm playing the campaign. I want to see the final raid. I want to experience it all. See how this game finally closes. Um, this isn't the end of Destiny. Destiny is going to ramp up another saga, if you will, and kind of go from there. But from Destiny 1 all the way to Lightfall, this is going to run. This is going to end um that that long journey and uh even though destiny 2 has been pretty bad not as fun i have to see it end and that is coming in february um hogwarts is dropping 
in February as well. The VR2 headset, if you're a PlayStation VR fan, uh, PlayStation VR2 is launching in February and it's also launching with Horizon Call to the Mountain VR game. So you can get that. I think it was February 22nd. Um, we got a new Kirby game coming in February. In March, we have The Last of Us Part 1 um, PC. So that's finally coming to PC um, in March. We have Skull and Bones, Ubisoft's, um, Ubisoft's Sea of Thieves, basically. But with, uh, as far as I know, like Black Flag style pirate battles, <laughs> which sounds awesome to me. So I'm hoping the game is cool. But that's coming in March. Uh, we have Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming in March. We have Resident Evil 4 uh, remake. Yes, another remake coming in March. And we have Crime Boss, the game I was talking about with Danny Trejo and uh, Sonny Black and and uh, Dan uh, Danny Glover. <laughs> Uh, that is also coming in March. So March has a heavy, heavy, heavy load of games coming. February has some heavy hitters. March has some heavy hitters. January has some heavy hitters. April, we have Forbidden West DLC coming. We have Dead Island 2 coming for Xbox. Uh, in May, we have Zelda Tears of the Kingdom coming. We have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That is coming in May as well. In June, we have Street Fighter 6. We have Diablo 4. We have Final Fantasy 16. These are all major titles coming in just the first six months of 2023. It's insane. And here's some games I haven't announced that are coming in 2023. We have AEW wrestling game made by THQ, which is supposed to, you know, bring you back to those WCW NWO days. We have Arc 2 coming. We have a new Aliens game, Dark Descent coming. We have a new Assassin's, Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage coming. We have EA's return to the PGA Tour. Uh, that is coming as well. EA hasn't made a golf game since Rory Malcolm uh, since the Rory days, right? And so they're coming back with uh, PGA. Uh, we have Spider-Man 2 coming in the fall. We don't know when yet. We have Payday 3 coming. We have Starfield coming. Like 2023 is going to be bonkers with releases. I thought 2022 was nuts with Horizon and God of War and Elden Ring and um, Kirby, which already we're in another Kirby. And it's just so much released in 22 that 2023 is about to blow it out the water. So with that being said, we're going to talk about my top five most anticipated games of 2023. Now this list may may change depending on if we get any new announcements of new games that weren't talked about yet or released or let's say rockstar decides to say gta 6 is coming out in uh christmas time 2023 
if that were to happen, that immediately jumps to the number one slot. If GTA 6 out at some point in this in this in this year ever gets announced for let's say this year, that automatically jumps to the number one so, uh, slot. If it if it's in 2024, it's the number one slot of 2024. GTA 6 will be the number one slot regardless of the year it comes out. I'm just gonna throw that out there. So we have an honorary mention, and the honorary mentions are DLCs. So we have the Destiny um, Lifefall expansion, and we have the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. Those two I'm highly anticipating. I cannot wait for them. They are expansions, so they I'm, I'm, I'm leaving them on the outside of my top five list, okay? So let's get to number five. Number five is Tears of the Kingdom zelda now breath of the wild i thoroughly enjoyed um it is not my favorite zelda game i've said this many times ocarina of time is my favorite zelda game the story i enjoyed more the story for breath of the wild was kind of strange um, there was really no temples it was just you know the um the four four uh i forget what they call them in the game so long since i've played him but you had you had the four uh, animals right that take down the shield of the castle to get to to get to be able to go to the castle and you know, the game so the game itself i don't know i wasn't crazy about it so yes i, I zelda is going to be probably the game of the year as it was when it came out it is my number five i'm going to play it i'm excited to play it because i, I like zelda games i like zelda games i'm a fan um i just Zelda the breath of the wild to me just it wasn't the best game of the year but it was it it had the fan support and, and the backing to be so it that was one of those weird years to me um number four suicide squad kill the justice league uh the, the latest trailer that we got i think it was at the game awards was awesome um we had boomerang dragging the flash around and talking shit to him chopping his finger off um right and then we had Batman. Oh, this was another great moment from the Game Awards. So they show the trailer for Suicide Squad. Batman, they show Batman, and you know, Batman's being controlled by Brainiac. <clears throat> and uh, you know, Harley Quinn's like, Bat the, the bat doesn't kill. And all of a sudden you see security guard drop dead, right? So now they're kind of scared a little bit, and um, all of a sudden you hear uh you hear kevin's voice the og batman um from the animated series the one the one that just passed away unfortunately you hear his voice saying i am vengeance i am the knight you know and uh then it says you know thank you kevin and it was like such a cool honoring to him and I'm like, well, that, that was awesome. That was well-deserved. 
well, why did they do it? And then it immediately goes to Jeff Keighley and he confirms that Kevin is going to voice Batman one last time in Suicide Squad. So the final, the final time you get to hear Kevin as Batman is going to be in that game. So there's no question I'm playing this game. I was playing it regardless, but now it's a necessity. So shout out to Kevin RIP and um, just know that millions of people are going to be playing this game to hear your voice. And uh, yeah, I can't wait for that game. Uh, number three on my list is Crime Boss. I've talked about it extensively at this point, so we'll probably just move on. But the trailer was that damn good and the casting is that damn good. So Crime Boss is number three on my list. Number two is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, the first game with Cal was incredible. Uh, we have the dope surprise of Vader at the end. So the way the game ends, I'm I'm full speed ahead on wanting to know what happens next. And Star Wars Jedi Survivor is coming in a few months and we'll quench that thirst basically. So that is my number two most anticipated game. And the number one, number one, number one, number one, uh, Spider-Man 2. You guessed it. I'm sure you all knew. Spider-Man 2 is the most anticipated game of the year for me. You can't get a game any better than Spider-Man 1. That game was fantastic. For a beat-em-up game, you had you still had a ton of combos you can lay uh lay out damage with gadgets punching uh, the, the gameplay the swinging everything was fluid everything was smooth the city was alive you're swinging above pedestrians walking along the street cars driving criminals hanging out of cars you're you're swinging onto the cars and trying to pull them out as they're shooting doing drive-bys and stuff the game was a masterpiece Miles Morales was a masterpiece. It was a lot shorter, and I think it was meant to be shorter, but it was unfortunate because Miles Morales' gameplay to me was actually better than Spider-Man's because the moveset, the Miles Morales moveset you had with the Venom powers and everything, and, and I don't mean Venom as in the villain Venom, just the Venom electricity powers right uh though his moveset was so fire man and the fact that we're getting both both of them together in some sort of possibly co-op type of mission now um the the actor tony todd who is doing venom the villain in this game said that this game is out of control um there's a lot going on the players are going to be on a wild ass ride and that the game um the way miles morales starts 
when Peter Parker's training Miles Morales and you're, you're fighting Rhino and you're going through malls and streets and buildings and whatever and uh, you're just chasing him and doing all this stuff and you're switching between you know Miles and Peter um, he said that the game is going to be a lot like that so it looks like we're going to be able to play as both as the story wants us to and uh, it, it, I cannot wait for this game man the fact that we're gonna have to fight craven and venom and probably somebody else that we're not learning about yet i because uh there was quite a there was quite a few villains in the first spider-man that they didn't announce in the trailers so we're gonna have some surprises um in spider-man 2 for sure but um yeah there you have it folks spider-man 2 my most anticipated game of the year if something else comes out announced and uh completely blows me away it may alter my list right but for now we have zelda suicide squad crime boss star wars and spider-man honorary mentions like i said was the destiny expansion because that's pretty much a game in itself and uh the horizon dlc because the horizon forbidden west is one of my favorite games um horizon in general i should say so That'll do it for Multiversal Podcast episode 19. That'll do it and wrap up 2022 as a year. Um, MVP will be on a hiatus, a holiday hiatus. We will return with episode 20. We're at episode 20. Um, January 7th, it looks like. So mark it on your calendars. We will be back January 7th on a Saturday. Um... I think we do have a theater room coming this week. I don't know about next week. Uh, we have an oversell podcast coming this week as well. Um, so stay tuned for more scheduling on our other shows. But for MVP specifically, we will return January 7th. We will catch up on all the gaming news, all the, the, all the entertainment news, and whatever else news that we may have to talk about in the last in those three weeks that we've missed so we'll be kind of doing playing catch up and uh get back into the groove and um yeah that'll do it we appreciate you listening on the podcast we appreciate appreciate you if you're watching on youtube make sure you drop a comment make sure you drop a like make sure you hit that sub button as we push to 10,000 subs on youtube if you're joining me on Twitch Live, thank you for lurking. Thank you for talking. Thank you for uh, getting involved and um, hit that follow button on your way out. This is Scythex. This is MVP episode 19. This is the year 2022. Gen Nation, we are out. <laughs>